Hello, my friend. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks. Today is a very special day for us uh, because we have the pleasure and I would even say the honor to receive in this podcast and on our YouTube channel at the same time, one of the greatest bespoke tailors in the world, Mr. Lorenzo Cifanello. Hello, Lorenzo. Hello, go. How do you do? Good. And you? I'm very good. Lorenzo is always a bit stressed when he has to speak English because he <laughs> says, yeah, my English is not so good. Well, okay, Lorenzo is, is from Italian roots, he's, uh, he's French, and uh, he's visiting so many people around the world who are totally fond uh, of his creation and his tailoring with a spectacular sort. I, I can tell you, I know Lorenzo, we know each other since 2006, huh? exactly. I would say, yes. Yes, yes. And so it's been a long time now, and uh, his English has improved a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Hugo. <laughs> At the do... beginning, it was a kind of, a, you were really struggling, but thanks to your clientele around the world you've been improving a yeah lot. sure sure okay. i will do my best in english uh, that, uh, don't worry it. everybody loves you everybody <laughs> is so happy that you are with us today that it doesn't matter if you struggle a little bit and you know what i give you a little secret yeah if you want to fool anybody in america keep your accent don't try to take an american accent me if i start to speak like this they like, adore it like maurice chevalier like maurice <laughs> chevalier exactly <laughs> he was very good for that so uh so we're very happy to have lorenzo chiffonelli for the few people who may not know who is lorenzo chiffonelli he's the head uh, fourth generation of this chiffonelli tailoring house in paris probably among if not the most famous tailoring house in the world he's working here with his Uh, cousin Massimo uh, that we know very well also and so he gave, he gave us the pleasure to visit us today in Bourgogne so my first question Lorenzo is that everybody is of course is asking you are um, traveling a lot uh, a lot of your clients are in Hong Kong in London in New York you are mm -hmm. known all in Japan all around the world uh, we know that this with COVID-19 crisis it might be a little bit difficult so first of all how do you do how, how, how is your health is everybody safe actually and is the business restarting a little bit? Yes, yes, so when everybody is safe uh, and uh, now we start to move. Uh, I was in Germany last week, my cousin was in Switzerland, mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago we were in London, so so we start to move in Europe, not in the States, not in, in Japan, but uh, okay, the people come um, back to the to the shop and uh, okay. we have a lot of work to do yes and uh, obviously now in September we stop for the vacations in, in, in August we close mm -hmm. for three weeks mm -hmm. and let's see in September but I hope to I will go to New York um, in October and uh, in Japan and uh, Okay. In, in November. Too. I'm sure there's some of your customers who are listening to this show. I'm, I'm sure I can tell you some of them. So if you live in New York uh, or if you are whatever in Japan or in, uh, in Hong Kong where you have a mm. lot of clients, don't worry. Lorenzo will never forget you uh, because... Uh, we'll come back soon. soon. Yeah, he will be back soon. <laughs> as I soon as it is possible. possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And uh, in the meantime, it's quite a good news for some people. You are not traveling that much in Germany or in this kind of... Of country so you can focus a little bit more on the European clientele yeah sure sure and uh, also because the clients don't come to Paris because the hotels are closed in Paris right? yes at this moment so for me the I've never been in uh, Munich yes and uh, so München München München, München yeah. yeah it's a and cool city actually a very nice city yes. very nice city so it was uh, my first trip and uh, we, uh, we, my, my cousin was in Stadt in Lausanne in Geneva 
in Switzerland. Uh, in Switzerland that? too. Mm-hmm. And, well, in uh, in Italy, I was in Italy in Venezia also to okay. Venice. So mm-hmm. you you've been in Vene- Venezia, and yeah. so how is Venezia without tourists? Maybe completely different, it, huh? It was so great, so great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Plaza San Marco. Uh, without tourists, it was incredible. It's incredible. 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 It's something it's, you can see only this once, once in, your in my life. life. Yeah, oh, what yeah. I said to you. will never see this again. No, uh, we was, hope. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It, it was not easy for all the shop because all the shop was empty, no tourists. It was. A bit, I know. It was not. A, I know. I think it was not a good mm. period for all the people. But uh, for me, Venice without uh, tourists was incredible. incredible. It's incredible. an incredible experience. Yeah, yes. I have the same. Some people, you know, we have some good friends in Florence, of course, and the Petit Woman was cancelled. And some people were just going back to Florence this day and they say, Florence without the tourists is incredibly beautiful. And yeah. say it's a new experience. So you see, well, there's always two sides of things. We hope and we hope because those people are struggling a lot. The businesses are really suffering. Yes. There's a lot of people who are in many difficulties. So we hope it can reopen soon. Soon. But uh, that was a good experience for you. So um, let's go inside our subject. So mm. you are well known around the world as one of the most talented and acclaimed uh, bespoke tailor. And um, but first of all, for the people who may listen to us, or people mm, from the UK, the English speaking, and also from America, we have a huge following in America who may not know uh, what bespoke tailoring is. Can we? together try to redefine quickly because bespoke is not a word we use often in the USA. They like to say custom suiting yeah. and so they don't even know what bespoke is very British, you know, mm. it's uh, this was all. So can you redefine because everybody understands what made to measure mm. is, that is to say you are measured and then uh, you uh, in the, uh, to the to make the difference with something which is ready to wear so made to measure is not ready to wear so it have to be crafted mm-hmm. but what is the difference between what you do the let's say traditional bespoke tailoring and all the made to measure uh, companies that we can see everywhere specifically in America yes so the bespoke uh, when a customer come to my shop you I, I take all the measurements, yes. 20, 25 measurements mm-hmm. for each customer. Yes. And after I will do a pattern, a special pattern for him. Yes. So I start from scratch, from nothing. From zero. So you from don't use an existing pattern? Nothing, nothing, never, never. never. Okay. And uh, I will do a, a something very sp- unique for him. And it will take 80 hours mm-hmm. to make whole by hands. 80, 80. 80. And that's a long process. Yes. And we, we, it will take three fittings, three or four fittings, depending on uh, of the, of the customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's re- really unique. It's not like a meta measure. It's a really a special uh, art piece. Yeah. So artisan piece, but yeah, art piece. you can say art piece, piece. because and, it's uh, very unique. And for me, it's, it's an, an, another world. You know, it's not. Uh, it's. Uh, you mean you compare it to made to measure? Yes, yes. And, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it something very, very unique, and you you create something for your customer. It's a collaboration with the t- between the tailor and the customer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, we are very proud of our work, mm-hmm. our work, but uh, we, and we do always the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a near suit. You create something uh, unique. Yes. Uh, I like when Lorenzo explains to me, oh, your English is good, you see? <laughs> you, you, you're very comfortable now. <laughs> and uh, so I like when he explained that. So in a nutshell, what Lorenzo just explained, and I will add a few things. Bespoke tailoring is... A unique pattern, mm-hmm. that is to say, yes. I'm, I've, I've seen this man uh, taking measurement and 
drawing a pattern at the so quickly that it's almost like a it, it looks like an esoteric science. You know, it's a very but you've been. <laughs> making patterns for thousands and thousands and thousands of clients, so you know your way. So, the, different, the main difference is that in made-to-measure, uh, you are measured, but there was not a specific pattern designed for you. They will take something existing and they will send this to a factory who will craft, basically, uh, while some of them may do one fitting, and then, but it's more alteration than a fitting. Yes. In bespoke tailoring, it's like really a longer process, and it is strictly made by hand. Which yes. is the whole difference, and so explain to us why the the hand is so important uh, in this. I like to compare bespoke tailoring with haute couture. This is really the summit of the pyramid. But why the hand of the man can't be sometimes imitated by a machine? Is that true? It, yes, it's impossible. And you know, if you want a beautiful lapel, if you want a beautiful chest, a beautiful shoulder, a beautiful. Yes. Uh, sleeves, you need the hands. Mm-hmm. The ma- machines can do it for. They can't. They can't. Yes, they can. yes it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And the, and the hand give you the shape of the, of the, of your suit. Yeah. So it's hand is very important for us, and uh, it's not only by hand, and uh, it's, yeah. a, it's to give uh, the, the the real shape and the. And of of your of your suit. You mean that the style yeah. is really given by the hand of yeah, the sure, artisan. Sure, sure, and sure. No machine can replace no, that. No, no machine. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. impossible. Okay. But the machine is, is always flat, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and for example, the, what we call the roll. Uh, the roll. And this is the by hand. All by hand. You yes. can't uh, do it with the no, machine. No, it's impossible. It, it, and you, you can see always a suit when it's all by machine. It's oh yeah. Flat. It's uh, oh yeah. Know, and uh, by hand, you give you emotions, yes. give you uh, sensibility. Yes. Yeah. So it's very important for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what Lorenzo said uh, is probably the key word in what we do. Because some people said, okay, well, I need to wear a suit because of my job. Or I, I, I love to wear a suit, but... Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to wait eighty hours, three fittings, and uh, two, three you know, months. And, yeah, and some people said, well, after all, with a beautiful fabric, you can make even if it's machine made. Uh, nobody will see the difference. This is not true, my friends. Uh, if you taste bespoke tailoring for the first time, and I encourage you to try at Lorenzo or other tailors yeah. in the world of mm-hmm. that level, you will discover a new world. And sure. when you wear these kind of garments all of a sudden, it's not only it's not only about the garments, it's about the freedom of movement and you really feel it is your yes. suit and not a suit and by you, somebody and, else. Sure. And, and you feel more I don't know, proud, I don't know, I don't know exactly the yes, word in English. Yes, but you more, can use that. More uh, charismatic. Charismatic, yeah. Yes. I it's remember a, the first, uh, uh, do you remember the first uh, suit you made for me? Yes, in a gray suit, you know. Yeah, a gray suit in 2007. Can you remember yeah. that? So a tailor, that's the first thing I learned with this man, that we know each other quite well since a long time. But um, the thing is that to be a good tailor, you always say you have to have an enormous memory. And this man probably has in head the morphology <laughs> of thousands of men yeah, around the lot, world. Yeah. And he remembers the first suit. Since that, he probably made, I don't know, 15, 20,000, 25,000 suits. I don't know how many. But uh, he still remembers this suit. Okay, we know each other, but I'm always very impressed. Yes, he's a, I don't know, but he's a key of the success, he's a key of the of this uh, job uh, to uh, hold, hold memory, hold your customer, hold your details. And if you want to succeed in this uh, world of uh, tailoring, you need to have... Uh, 
Yes, a lot of things in, in your head. Mm. Okay, uh, just for the people who are listening to us, maybe from other countries, uh, where do you normally? Uh, I'm not speaking before the mm. COVID, but where do you travel often? In which big cities can people can have access to Chief? Well, New York, yes, London, mm -hmm. uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Tokyo, Moscow. Okay. And after I can travel all around the world for special customer when okay. they ask me. Some people uh, ask you to come specifically uh, for them. Yes, mm -hmm. this is a okay. I suppose trip. you don't go there for pants, a pair of pants. It depends. I don't know. Say they pay for me or of the course. trip, all the ticket, yeah. all the things. So they, so I can do it also for mm. special customer. If you've never seen any picture of a Tiffany suit or first of all, you see how chic Lorenzo is. So I've been, I try to amp up my game today to look as good as he got in his suit. Well, I do my best, you know, but he's the master and uh, his, his, this suit is beautiful. We are both wearing a double-breasted, a double-breasted, <laughs> the same one. cut. Yes, six by uh, one. Maybe my lapel's a little bit larger than yours yeah because your chest also is uh, exactly because but it's a, it's a six so I'm going to teach you so, that, so for, if you have the the, 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 the the if you're looking at this on YouTube we can maybe put a few pictures to explain to you what's the difference between a six on two or a six on one, one. Uh, a six on two is that you have six buttons but two are but functional then, yes and then six on one is only one only one and why this jacket is Specifically, this is what made. I think it's probably the, your most famous jacket in the world. Is this yes, six yes, yes, yes. Why? I don't know because it's a very, it's very unique. Also, you know, we cut also the lapel uh, inside, uh, so we are the only tailor who do who do this. Okay. And uh, well, explain uh, what, what does it mean? So we, the canvas and the and the fabrics are cut. Okay. The, so I help to work and to give the roll of the of the of the lapel. Oh wow! And uh, so this. Uh, I don't know a lot of tailors who do this. Who do this. this? They will do differently, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also six, six by one. Uh, yeah. Also, in Italy, they do uh, something, something. Well, in like Italy, they do, do a six, a six, uh, six, six on one, one but it can be worn on three by two. This one uh, can uh, only be worn one, on that. And it's very open here on the shirt. Yeah. We, we want to very open. Yes. So this is very unique. So this is very cheap and style. And uh, you don't, I think you don't see uh, this kind of style in uh, other tailors. Mm. I can testify. I have many mm. suits, and uh, these are those are very unique in the, the in the in and the, the curve yeah. of the lapel. Also. Exactly, it's very exactly. unique. It's and very the shoulder, specific. You know my shoulder. Yes. Well. Alors, let's go to that. Uh, you may not know very people. So, if you are newcomers in this world, one more time, you can say, "How can two guys speak for more than 15 minutes about a lapel and a shoulder?" Uh, and uh, this is always strange because I know we have a lot of people listening to us specifically in America and also uh, looking at what we do even on YouTube. And a lot of people, they say, but this is very strange. These people, they spend hours speaking about shoulders and speaking about lapel. But let me tell you something. If you, the first time I wore a Chiffonelli suit, bespoke suit in my life was in 2007. And I can tell you that at the moment I was putting on that suit, I was a different man. I, I really felt, okay, because looking good, It's not a crime. I mean, trying to look as good as you can is a very human 
um, uh, experience is something that this is probably what makes the difference between us and animals. Basically, animals they don't care if they look good or not. Us humans, we have this self-conscious of, an, and on top of that, it can pay enormous dividends that when you feel at your ease and you feel good, your attitude and your even the way you interact with others change. And I'm sure, Lorenzo, you've been witnessing this with a lot of your yeah, clients. Sure. Yes. You transform the life of people. We can I say don't know that. If, yeah, no, I, I mean, know, you, you uh, helped them. Yeah, I think, yeah, you think, uh, as you wear my suit, you feel more uh, comfortable, sure, but more powerful, more, yes. more uh, uh, I don't know, English, uh, conf confidence. Uh, yeah, you have more, uh, confidence, more, confi in yourself, more confidence, confidence in yourself. More confidence. In yourself, mm -hmm. kind of thing, yeah. I can testify. Yeah, And I've uh, seen people that are dressing at, at Chiffonelli that you dress uh, before, I knew a few of them, and then I see them now, they're not the same people. I don't so. know, but uh, sure, I, I, it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's, 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 I know, you know, Lorenzo is always very humble in everything he says, but it's like when people say, oh, Mr. Jacome, you changed my life because you educated me, mm. you know, on this book tearing. No, 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 no. It's a reality. It's just what you really feel at your best in life. Mm. <laughs> you can end up maybe with a better job, job or a better, yeah. more beautiful wife I, or whatever. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I don't uh, say uh, to, to change wife. I say <laughs> you can find your wife more beautiful than maybe before. And believe me, women, they're very sensible to men's elegance. And people, mm. they have a tendency to forget that. Women, they never, never, ne they will never look down on a guy which is very well oh, dressed. Sure. It's oh. a very important. So let's go now a little bit about the history. Because Chiffonelli, uh, is a, it's a long story. It's fourth generation. This is yes. why also we worship this house. And so tell us the story. Uh, it started with your great-grandfather. Grand in 1880 in, in Rome. 1880. Yes, in Giuseppe. Mm -hmm. And we started with my grandfather in 1926 in Paris. And uh, Arturo. Arturo. And mm -hmm. 1936 in Rue Marbeuf. Like we are still in Rue Marbeuf and the same shop. Yes. And after my father, Adriano, mm -hmm. and in the 70s, and, uh, and we run the business with my cousins till uh, 20, 20 years 20 now. years, yeah. 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 I knew you, you were a young person. You've been uh, taking... Your beard is becoming white. Yes, I'm you also yes, bit, sir, like you. Maybe yeah, in, in yeah. one year, I will be like you. <laughs> you still have a little bit of work. But, uh, but uh, yeah. So it's a beautiful family story. And this is something which is... Um, This, you're very lucky because um, we know so many tailors who the transmission was not really, some, some great name disappeared. So yes. it's, a, it's a blessing really that you were able to see. But as far as I know, I, I'm not going to say the Chiffonelli because you are worldwide famous now also, but uh, Arturo, your grandfather, was the one who defined the yes, style. The style with shoulder yeah. and, you know, in Povis business in, in London, in uh, at the beginning of the 19... Uh, at a cutting academy, right? Cutting academy, mm -hmm. and he, he came back in Rome. So it's a... Uh, Chief Nile Cut is a mix between Italian, English, and French cut. Yes. So it's a three country. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have a very special style, like, you know, my shoulder, yes. my, my sleeve, and my chest. So it's why he, uh, my grandfather was... Uh, Very a great, great tailor. Yeah, uh, he was a fantastic tailor. Yeah. As far as I know, your um, your aunt, uh, Liliane, told me one day he was a very strong personality too. It was not that easy to work with him. Yes, like uh, all the great men and things are all... Uh, 
great personality. So yeah, but, uh, he was very demanding and very yes. uh, exigent. We say in French, huh? you, was, you need uh, it. As when you are a lawyer, you have to be uh, very. Uh, you are you have to be very demanding with your people who work with you, your yes. workers, with you, with yourself, mm -hmm. and my, and and uh, so uh, it's a. Uh, Yes, he was a, a genius. Uh, he was a genius, uh, you yeah, can tell. Uh, yeah, thank you for telling that because uh, there's some names and he was among the very important guy. Back in the years, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you may not know, but um, in Rome there was this um, very important uh, movie studio called Cinecitta. Cinecitta, that means in Italian, the city of movies. And uh, specifically in the 1950s, a lot of production were coming from Hollywood to Rome yes. to shoot and uh, many, many, many very famous Hollywood actors including Cary Grant and Yul Brynner mm. and all these people mm. were dressed by your grandfather. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it was, uh, it's a beautiful it, story. Yeah, it was very lucky at, at this time because all, all the American uh, actor was in Rome uh, yes. for movies and it was great. It was, mm. And uh, I saw on the on the on the all the pattern or all the are you you still have yeah, them yeah. Uh, not anymore because it was in Rome it was in, in Rome, Rome yeah. but, uh, but yeah, you saw what, some great names the great name when, when I was young uh, <laughs> young girls and, and yeah now. when you see Cary Grant on the yeah, pattern you yeah. said my grandfather well, did this then, my, yeah. that's that's great uh, I would give you a secret you are here at my ha at my home yes we are in a, in a little city called Saint Florentin in Bourgogne the north of Bourgogne close to Auxerre in the Chablis region and. There's a house which is literally five minutes walk from this house and is the house of Josephine Baker. Oh. In this, is, she's our neighbor. I mean, she's dead, of course, but she was, our, she was here having a beautiful house, by the way. She had five minutes on foot. Mm. And, uh, and, she, and this is the town where she used to live uh, here. And I know that you dressed her, right? Yeah, my, my grandfather. Yeah. And a beautiful tie. And she take, give a... Uh, have a beautiful picture of, of her. Yes, uh, I remember uh, this picture. Workshop. Maybe we can we can uh, put this picture. Uh, if you still have it, you have to send sure. it to me so that sure. we can uh, put it on the screen for sure. the people of YouTube. So that's the the story. So now Arturo, and then uh, your father, yeah, Adriano, yes, uh, very famous tailor too. Yeah. And then you and your cousin. Yeah, so, Massimo. but you used to say to me, I have I've, I witnessed something that is very. Um, Not shocking, but really caught my attention. I, you know, I know your family very well. I have the luck with Sonia to, to be uh, among your customers and friends. And um, I remember um, speaking with you and seeing your father, Adriano, and he was here looking at you, working at the table, and he was really tough on you, not giving you much compliments, always trying to push you and... Uh, Is this the way the Italians, they transmit the knowledge? Because he will never say, I never heard him to say that it's, it's, it's nice. He will always say, hey, what about the line on this one? And what about the line? So uh, is it the way, I, I don't know, it feels to me like it was some kind of Italian tradition to really be demanding with your old children. Yes, it's, it's, uh, the world of tailoring is like this, but uh, yes, it's, it's, it's always like this. Ah, uh, you mean the world of tailoring is like that? You know, uh, yes, they push you, they... Try to challenge you always, everybody, and it's nice. It's, it's better, you know, to give. Yeah. You, to, you think you, you you do the best, you are the best, and some, somebody say no, you can do better. And, uh, mm. and my father say it's always like this with me. Yeah, and, I can uh, witness sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I, would, I, I was even and he have very good eyes, so he see, he can see, he can see exactly in one second. Okay, yeah. 
okay, you can do this, this, and so. Yes, yes, nice. yes. He's a, he, has a, he has an excellent eye. I can yeah. tell you specifically mm. for the line. He was immediately yeah. saying, yeah. it works or it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, without giving a second thought, yeah. it was immediate. Okay, let's talk a little bit now about um, um, what's happening in the world of bespoke tailoring because, um, um, well, people have this idea. When, I, when we met in 2006, I remember, okay, the... <laughs> Uh, the revival of this artisanal uh, mm. way of working was starting a little mm. bit, but it was still, I mean, your uh, clients were more traditional Tertial. clients, like family, father to son, son or yeah. people from a certain social class who were, who, who were used to go to the tailor. And as far as I know, since uh, probably 10, 15, 10 years, I yes. would say, something happened. And can you explain? So. Has something changed in the world oh, of tailoring? It's not. It's not. A, it's another world now. You know, we have customers from all around the world, from Brazil, from Korea, from Japan, from Australia, from ever, and uh, and it's a new world. We have much more customers than before. Yes, and also because people like you, you uh, and internet, they give you opportunity to to present chiffonry world to yes. all the people. And now it's a. Uh, Incredible. It's, it's incredible. incredible. It's so incredible. there's a real revival. I think more than more than that. I think oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So so it means it's important to listen to that because you know in these difficult times where everybody are thinking about how the world will be, how you know, it's important to understand that bespoctoring may be looked upon, you know, 15 years ago, like a kind of a dusty world, you know, the world mm. of our grandparents mm. and stuff, uh, who, who, who were, everybody was, made, uh, was going to the tailor in the 1930s and 40s. It was yes. customary, right? And not even for rich people. I mean, everybody, there were tailors mm -hmm. everywhere. But now is the ready to wear. So listen, people, there people, I'm sorry to tell you, to call you people, uh, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, we still believe with Lorenzo Cifonelli in a handmade future. And this is something which is today may seem like a strange sentence to say, but we strongly believe that, uh, and as Lorenzo just witnessed, more and more young people are interested to have a bespoke suit to be more elegant. So, uh, and then the hand of the man. So it, the war is not lost. You understand artisanship, craftsmanship, as uh, our friend G. Bruce Boyer that you know very well, mm. he says craftsmanship is a refuge where you rediscover the pleasure of waiting, the pleasure of dreaming, the pleasure of not having everything immediately in your hand. And that's what bespoke tailoring is all about. People, well, some people are impatient, I suppose. What is the average time of waiting for a chiffonelli suit? Uh, three months or three, three four months. months. Three, I, like four months. When it, I like when they say, well, three months, three, maybe four, a little bit more. more. Yes, yeah, sometimes a little more, but uh, yeah. you know. I would say I would say something between three and six months. So yes, something exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and it's a totally um, it's a total new way. You understand that bespoke tailoring can be expensive. I mean, expensive it has a cost, yes, or more exactly, has, has a value, mm. in my opinion. And uh, but isn't it a paradox? Because normally the rich people they want to have everything immediately by definition because mm. they're rich, and when they come to you. They buy something that have a high value, but they have to wait. Yeah, sure. And it's part of the a part of the of the the story. The, of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you develop some relationship with your customers? You yes. know, you you have um, 
Tell us a little bit, because some tailors said, yeah, we have to develop, we have to do. Is it true that you have to know their life, their lifestyle? Is it true that you, go, you have to go far into the, the, the understanding of what they need? We have to. We have to. It's like a relationship between um, me and the, my customers. So I have to understand how he, li how he live, uh, yes. uh, how, is, uh, how he wants to have his shoots. So, you know, and at, at, at the end, we... Sometimes we are we become friends and yes. you know invite me at dinner and at home and everything mm. like this. You know it's a very special Russians yeah. confidence be between. Uh, yeah, it uh, is uh, very true. I can tell. Was, me, mm. I was a customer, and now we're friends since a long time. But also, there's something I witnessed, and maybe we helped a little bit on that. Is that also between tailors? Okay. Uh, there's um, com there's competition, of course, because mm -hmm. the market is not uh, an immense market. But at the same time, there's a form of respect, sure. and I would dare to say brotherhood a little bit. That you are, you know, all of you how difficult it is to to see. So you can tell you have a lot of friends in this yes. industry. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of uh, them yes, in uh, Italy, in Italy, in in, in London. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, And I'm very, I'm very easy guy, so I like yeah. I like people. I like to visit also workshop. And yeah, you like Panico, I know. A lot, a lot like yeah. Panico. A Such lot. a strong character. He's his son and he's also his daughter. Richie. His daughter too, Paula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's very nice to see yeah. because uh, it's uh, it's uh, very yeah, rare. I like uh, I, love, I love a lot of people. It's very. Um, So at the beginning you you don't know, but at the end they are very very nice guys. Yes, know. yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. It's like people they know, and first of all you are all, you have a lot of work, and they all have, have yes. a lot of work, so it's interesting. Um, one question on the generation: um, Are the young people interested in becoming tailors these days? Because I, I remember 15 years ago nobody wanted to be a tailor. M like more and more, more and more, like you know, like we, like you know, Joe, yeah. you. More and more every day we have uh, people call me. I want to be a tailor. I want to work with you. I love your style. I was I was a world of uh, tailoring, and uh, mm -hmm. it's nice. It's nice after. It's not it's not an easy job. Yes, it takes time to be become. To, it's to, difficult. It's difficult. It takes ten years and uh, yeah. And a lot of patience and a and, and, uh, lot of cry also. So yeah, yeah. you have to take care of because it's not an easy job. But uh, it's a beautiful job. We, you need patience and yes. you need uh, be love with with uh, mm. with uh, And you you have to not be afraid of working. Yes, a hard. lot of hard, very hard. Many hours. Many hours and uh, yeah. and uh, yes. And a lot of stress also because I mean not stress but but let's say pressure. Pressure. Because when uh, somebody puts a certain amount, uh, several thousands of dollars mm. in one suit, you have pressure. You have yeah. to deliver only the best, right? Mm. So that's uh, very interesting. Uh, I will just have a last thing to say uh, about Lorenzo, is that um, this man is uh, something very important uh, because um, um, there's one thing that is missing, in my opinion, at tailors, is that sometimes you enter a bespoke tailoring house and... The only thing you can see is fabrics. fabrics. And at a place like you, probably thousands and thousands mm. and thousands. The, the sky is the limit, literally. Mm. But with no inspiration. That is mm. to say, and when you come, um, sometime, the tailor comes and says, well, what do you want? And, and, and if you knew in this world, it can be a little bit impressive you don't know you don't know you know you don't know exactly what you want so and um, is that true that sometime 
the the sh- the suit you are wearing is the one you sell the most on the very day. Is that so, true? Some day, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So if you wear a gray suit, suit people, you sell? Uh, people say they want the same, and uh, yeah, that's, cr- that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, but you made the effort uh, probably ten years ago, uh, and explain to our to our listeners and watchers that to make some creations. creations yes. yeah, some What do you do? Some some special uh, jackets, sport jackets with special pockets, special lapel, uh, everything different. So, so people come to my workshop and uh, they want a classic flannel suit. Yes, and they can see a beautiful jersey jacket in from Japan yes. or a new model with my Hugo jacket you know mm-hmm. ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you you're very <laughs> sweet he gave uh, to with, uh, my name to one of his jackets which is five, beautiful and you know what is this is absolute scandal I don't even have a jacket which has my name we have to repair this very quickly yes I will do next year okay. next winter you hear you hear he said yes <laughs> he will do a Hugo jacket for me I think it's a good yeah and so I really um, uh, credit you for that because you give inspiration yes. to the people. For example, we have a jacket just here behind us. Yes. I don't know if we see it. Yeah, we see it. So this is very new because I thought this is very new. The three-button jacket was a little bit out of style for many yes, and so you tried yeah, to, yes, to, to revive it. To revive it. Can you with... describe this jacket but still speak on the microphone? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we have a nice three buttons with a special lapel and also like a safari pocket. Yes. And the fabric comes from Japan. It's a very light fabric. It's yes. used like a Donegal very heavy but yeah, it's very it, lo- it, it looks heavy but it's not no it's a, like a summer summer mm. uh, jacket and uh, it's very nice it's very, very original s- very small uh, supplier from Japan yeah it, uh, are there are Japan interesting people in terms of fabric also yes 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 yes. they do yeah. jerseys they, they do jerseys they do beautiful things you know Jap- when Japanese do some uh, works they do they do it well well yeah I know <laughs> and yeah but the problem as so many tailors also tell me then that the clients are not that easy they are very demanding and very very um, they want to have Every single detail. Yes, uh, it's why uh, you know I go in Japan uh, very often uh, for yes. 20 years, and uh, and I think they love me because I'm I'm very concerned about all the details and uh, mm. and uh, all the finishes. So the okay. I work with Isetan and Mitsukoshi in Japan, yes. and and, uh, and uh, with me. The, They're happy by, 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 with my work, you know. Mm-hmm. I have uh, two last questions that come from our readers and listeners. Uh, first of all, there's some people that want to know more about your cousin. What does he like in life instead of telling? Because honestly, when you know the chief on the lease, uh, you all, always see them working. <laughs> I even see them working during the weekend. Yeah. You work a lot. But uh, uh, I know you like to collect um, uh, ceramic. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're very attracted by yes. uh, <laughs> collections of beautiful uh, furniture. Is yes. that correct? Yes, exactly. But what about your, your uh, cousin? Is he like uh, driving? Yeah, fast uh, cars. Fast cars, very fast, on yeah. the track. And, uh, ah, he goes on tracks. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, and tell us his story. He, he, he went to quite a nice level, right? Yes, in, yes, a very nice level in France. And, uh, Formule? Uh, Formula, I don't Formula know, 3, three I think, in yeah. France. It's one of the last steps before, before Formula 1. Formula 1, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he, eventually he became a tailor. Yes, Yes. yes, but he loved terrain, but he, I think he loved a little more driving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there's a second question. So, yes, I can see, uh, I can tell you, I will not give any brand of car, but um, Massimo really uh, likes speed cars, yes. that's for sure. And he's probably a very good driver, by Yes, the he's a very good driver, very good. Uh, okay, this is so Italian. The Italian, you can't make them. They all like driving. It's, it's, kind of, it's in the blood a little bit, even if you are Italian 
by uh, family, but you're French now, yes. of course. And then you have both, uh, both nationality now. Ah, you have both. Yeah, both of you. Yes, you are both yes. Italian yes. and French. Exactly. Okay, uh, means we we accepted you finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last question, and uh, it's um, about uh, what was the last question? Ah, yeah. Speak. Uh, put the microphone in front. Yeah. Um, it's uh, sorry, people. Uh, it's live, so uh, it was a little bit far from the microphone. Uh, people are asking, what kind of um, uh, shoes do you like, and uh, who are your favorite shoemakers? So I know you don't like to speak too much about brands, but you can share with us a few of your favorites. Now I have one in Paris. It's uh, Dimitri Gomez. You know, you know him yes. very well. Uh, very nice artisan. Yeah. He work alone. Yeah, bespoke shoemaker. Bespoke shoemaker. Yeah. Like in Rome, Gianluca Boccace. Yeah, also. does it still call Boccace and Salvucci, or is it not? It's only Gianluca Boccace. No, Boccace and Salvucci. Bo Boccace and Salvucci is in Rome. In Rome, it's made to measure. Also. It's um, bespoke. Bespoke also, bespoke, yeah. Bespoke too. And uh, Pierre Corte, French guy, okay. very nice guy, very sweet guy, with his brother also, mm -hmm. Christophe. Christophe. Yeah, Christophe is crazy. Yes. But crazy in the good sense of the word. He's doing some extravagant shoes. Is He's an artist, this guy. Yeah, yeah? Right. Very close to. to and like art. also the English shoes, like John Loeb and Cleverley. George Cleverley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, well, you have a good choice. You yeah, have a good taste. Uh, yeah. You like uh, shoes, right? Yes, a lot. How many pairs do you have? One hundred, I think so. Oh my gosh! More, more than suits. <laughs> <laughs> more than my wife is uh, is uh, crazy about She's me. She's crazy about you. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I must uh, give you a confession. This is a revelation of the day. Lorenzo Chiffonelli has more shoes than I do. <laughs> and God knows if I have a lot of shoes and a lot of suits. Of course, he has more shoes than me, but he has more shoes and I didn't know that. I have more shoes than suits. You have more yeah. shoes than suits. Yeah. Mamma mia, as we say <laughs> in Italy. Anyway, everybody, thank you, Lorenzo, for thank this you, beautiful time together. No, it was a pleasure. Uh, so, in a nutshell, uh, Lorenzo Chiffonelli, 31 Rue Marbeuf in Paris. Yes. Uh, this is the bespoke atelier. Can you believe these people have uh, almost 40 tailors working by hand right there in Paris at 50 meters from the Champs-Élysées? It's a place if you want to see the summit of the pyramid of men's style and the summit of haute couture for men, you have to pay a visit to Chiffonelli 31 Rue Marbeuf in Paris. Uh, they are uh, known around the world and they are traveling to see clients in London, in New York. I think you go in Los Angeles a little bit also. Not, 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 not anymore. And yeah. Miami? I've never bit? been. I've never been in Los Angeles. Yeah, but you can potentially go. Yes, but I think it's a little bit far from me, you know, and after I, I won't have... Uh, too much work with okay New well York this man I, is, has uh, too much work he goes to Hong Kong often yes, Hong Kong. to Tokyo yes. and uh, and so for some private clients he can come at your place so remember this name and please take a look on the internet uh, and you can even visit Parisian Gentleman we've been writing a lot about them you can uh, there's a chapter in my book uh, about them of course about the story of this beautiful house and it's always um, an honor to have them because having Chiffonilla at this table when you Um, uh, you have a show on bespoke tailoring and men's time is like having Mozart when you speak about classical music. Thank you, Lorenzo. Thank you, Hugo. And uh, see you very soon, my friend. And uh, I'm going to finish with our original music, which has been composed. You may not know that, but we have a good friend. He's a composer from Los Angeles, Hollywood, called Justin Melan. He's one of the most successful film composers now. He just made two major success on Netflix with uh, Ted Bundy tapes and the second 
second one is the, <clears throat> uh, let's say, filthy rich, the life of Jeffrey Epstein. And now there's a lot of series. He's the one of the most acclaimed composer on Netflix. And he made us the gift to do original music for our oh, show okay. that we're going to finish with. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, bye Lorenzo. Bye. bye. See you soon. <laughs> Thank you.